Hola, amor. Hola, cariño. Hello, and welcome to Uy, Que Horror, a Latinx horror movie podcast with Johnny and Eileen. I am Johnny. I'm Eileen. Hi, Eileen. How you doing over there? <laughs> Hi, Johnny. How are you? You know, I'm doing just fine. I'm a touch sleepy, but I'm drinking my second cup of coffee, so I'm hoping for the best. How are you? I woke up early and like went to feed a cat down the street. I cleaned my bathroom. I Wow. My neighbors outside are banging their fucking car doors. Yeah, I've had a productive morning. Because it's, I haven't been home, like, right after I came back from dog sitting, I immediately went to D, oh, I went to, I, I've just returned from seeing you in D.C. H- hello, yes. Yes. Eileen came down and surprised my ass for yeah. my birthday. <laughs> I did. I, uh, well, we picked her up in Philly, and she surprised me with a two-night stay at the Mandarin Oriental, which is... What, the fanciest hotel in Washington, D.C., I think? I don't think it's the fancy- fanciest. Well, the, Fairm- the Fairmont is there, and there's also a fucking Four Seasons, and those are way fancier. Well, she was, a, she was a fancy gal. She was pretty fancy. And, uh, yeah... We had a we had a really lovely time. I love a fancy hotel. It's Hell my yeah. it's I think it's one of my favorite go-to gifts for people is to fucking go to and, and I've told this Johnny to Johnny several times. It's a selfish gift because I know I will be able to partake as well. But like the best kind of selfish gift cuz I'm like so I get to stay in a cool hotel for two nights and eat all yeah. this like hotel breakfasts, yeah. fucking room service. Uh the best. So while I was down there, you know, we didn't record, mm-hmm. but we did watch oh my God. this movie together. Uh, yes, we which did. Was, which was fun to do, actually. I had a lot of t- fun watching this movie, even though it is a hot pile, hot pile. of garbage. So I picked a movie that I had kind of had my eye on for a while. It's called Tintorera. And... um. I'm very glad that I chose to watch it with you, but I I just let's let's just lay it out from the top. I fucking hated this movie. Johnny had several reactions to this film while we were watching together that I was like, "Oh, he's I mean, I I feel like I can get very emotional about things, but you were like, you were angry." Oh, I was, was pissed. There was anger. There there was anger. I was quite Pissed yeah. by this film. Well, let's start talking about this bitch, <laughs> fucking Pintorera. It is a Mexico slash UK joint venture, which I believe is our first foray to the UK. Is this I correct? I believe so. I don't so. remember. Most of them are have been Mexico US rather sure. than UK. This was released in 1977. Why don't we get a lovely synopsis? Of course. Pintorera uh, I guess in English, Tintorera colon killer shark. Ah. If we're going to go with the British part of things, killer shark. <laughs> and uh, IMDb, thank you so much for providing us again with this one sentence that goes, two shark hunters flirt with an attractive British lady while hunting down a large tig- tiger shark. Tiger shark is hard to say. Tiger shark. While hunting down a large tiger shark. Large tiger shark is tough. Large tiger shark. Tar- large tiger shark. Terrorizing. <laughs> Too many R's. <laughs> You're doing great. Okay. 
while hunting down <laughs> a large tiger shark terrorizing the Mexican East Coast. You did great. I loved it. Thank you. Um, so this was written by Rene Cardona Jr. and Ramon Bravo. It was adapted by Cristina Schuch from the novel Tintorera by Ramon Bravo, nice. and it was directed by Rene Cardona Jr. Great. Are we ready to dive in? Quite literally. So we open with a gorgeous shot following this beautiful tiger shark just minding its own business swimming along. Yeah. This is our Tintorera. We then get our title card, Tintorera. <laughs> We're at this gorgeous beachfront hotel. Yes. And I'm going to say... The ocean views, the beach views, the fucking water sports views that you get from this movie are so beautiful. Visually, it's gorgeous. Blue water everywhere, gorgeous sandy beaches. Wanderlust times a thousand. Galore. But it's also like a 70s like lens on that too. So everyone's bathing suits are very small and also very floppy on the butt. There's lots of... Saggy butts in this. What is it with a saggy, especially ladies' bikini bottom in the seventies? Yeah. They love like it looks like there's sand in there. Like, yeah, get that sand out. They girl. wanted it to be real low on their bodies yeah. to not show like the bikini line. I'm sure, which then meant a, a saggy, saggy ass butt. bottom, dude. So yeah, <laughs> we're at this beachfront hotel with saggy ass bottoms everywhere, <laughs> and this man with a great tan in a teeny tiny little blue speedo comes and out a of a body. pool. Ooh. Ba body adi adi beautiful man. Oh my man. god! He gets out of the pool. He like saunters along. Clearly, this man knows that people love to watch him, and he loves to be watched. To be watched. Hello. We then see that this boat carrying like a bunch of fresh tourists arrive. It's a woman, her husband, and I assume they're bodyguards. Yes. So this boat arrives, and Tan Speedo is like, "Boop!" Got my eyes on them. So he rushes over, and as this woman is walking away, her her uh, hat falls off. So he grabs the hat, and he's like, "Señora, por favor, he hands her the hat. This this is Miguel, by the way. He is one of the leads of our movie. Yes. This gorgeous tan speedo man. And the idea we get here is that Miguel is a gigolo. Yeah, it's very Patrick. He's like a it's con very man. Patrick Swayze and Dirty Dancing. You said this as we were watching it, except yeah. we're on a fucking we're at the beach. Yeah, exactly. We cut to a hospital where this blonde curly man, his name is Steve. Our uh, poor man's Richard Dreyfus, if you will. He's recuperating in bed. The doctor comes in and is checking on him, and we learn that Steve has overworked himself and had a nervous breakdown because he's drinking seven cups of cocky of cocky. <laughs> yep. <laughs> because <laughs> because he's drinking. I need more cocky. <laughs> because he's drinking seven cups of coffee and smoking three packs of cigarettes every single morning. So the doc is but like. But also, like, he wakes up and he's like, hey, how long have I been here? And the doctor is like, two days because you collapsed. And I was like, my guy. Okay. Yes, sure. Nervous breakdown. Have them all the time. I feel like I do. And <laughs> sorry, that's not funny. <laughs> and, yeah. And like you, he's been in a coma because of it. Like no entiendo. Or I don't understand. His heart fully went into a seizure because he's had so much caffeine and nicotine in, in his fucking body. That's what I think this must be. Like, he's just really oh, overworking deed. himself. Too much caffeine, too much nicotine, and he passed. He went into a... Who, honestly... 
who gives a fuck? So, <laughs> <laughs> so the doctor is like, you need to rest. We cut back to our beach hotel, and that guy who arrived with the flying hat woman earlier in the day, he strolls up to the beach where this woman is swimming with his bodyguards, and he's like, Anita, I'm tired of the beach. Let's fucking go. So Anita's like, cool, I'll be right there. The man and his bodyguards walk off, and literally from her crotch emerges Miguel yep. in a scuba, like full scuba suit. And she's like, I'll see you at 2 a.m., baby. And so Miguel That's is- too late. I'm, I'm asleep. I'm asleep. No, if I'm going to cheat with my husband, it better be at fucking 10.30 p.m. Plus, as we're quickly about to find out, she has a room to herself. Like, you don't have to wait till 2, Ma'am, yes. <laughs> so we find out that, like, Flying Hat and Miguel are, at some point, going to be having sex. Then- we're just on some random road in the middle of the night in the middle of nowhere in Mexico. And these two guys who are driving an orange truck, not a truck that is orange, a truck that is literally Full of filled to the brim with oranges in the back. They approach two idiotic American hitchhikers. They're hitchhiking oh in the middle of the night. So they pick up these women and the driver repeatedly like puts his hand on one of the women's lap. Disgusting, and she's just slimy. Like, stop it. Stop. Keep your hand on the wheel. All smiles. Ugh. We're back at the hotel. We see Miguel, who just lives in a Speedo. He's still in his Speedo. He and it's full nighttime now. does not take that off. I mean, honestly, you shouldn't. You look great. So yeah. he's just like living in his Speedo. He fully does parkour up into... Anita An flying hats bedroom. <laughs> fucking technique. He is just like and pole vault, pole flip, vault, fucking and flip, tuck my toes and land. Boom, stuck it, stuck the landing. <laughs> like stuck what the, the landing? Fuck, bro. And then Anita's up there on her balcony. She pulls him in. Long story short, fuck. she pays him for sex. So we're back at the orange truck, and the driver and his little sidekick have treated these giggling American tourists to dinner, and they all load back into the truck, but the women decide to go up like on the oranges in the back while the two men go in front in the driver's seat. They're driving away, and the driver says, these two girls will never forget this night. So they stop the truck a little while later. No oh boy. The men sneak into the back of the truck where the women are sleeping and begin to assault these women. Yeah. But then the women are like, tee Yeah, I totally want to do this. And they're just more than willing to have sex with these strangers. These two women also, also are Cynthia and Kelly. Yeah, which we don't find out, I'm going to say, 15 minutes hour until the plus. end of the movie. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And Cynthia or Kelly, who knows, turns to Cynthia or Kelly and says... <laughs> Well, you wanted to see the world. Ha 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 ha. Ew, no, girl. No, no not with these creep men these on top men of the fucking orange truck. Up on top of you to rape you. Yeah. Wow. 1977, I guess. I guess. Cut back to Isla Mujeres. It's gorgeous. And a boat, or like a ferry, carrying a bunch of people, including our two horny orange American tourists, Cynthia and Kelly. They arrive, and we get these really great shots of Isla Mujeres, including shots of real dead sharks. Mm -hmm. And I was so upset by this, but you had were. I known what was coming, this is nothing compared nothing. to what is coming, everybody. This is... Fucking ice cream with oh, this fucking is Disney frosting. compared yeah. to what's coming. So gird your loins, everybody. Totally. 
we meet this bleached blonde dude. So, but like the kind of bleached hair where it's orange. It's not yep. blonde. It's fucking yep. orange. Sun in. Yeah, exactly. His name is Colorado. And he caught these sharks apparently to sell his food. And he's wearing... I just have to talk about the outfits because... The looks. Every uh, look we have to discuss. I like the looks, honestly. Yes. They're unbelievable. He is wearing like the teeniest, tiniest little blue short shorts that I would rock painted in a, in a on minute. on his. <laughs> body i love these shorts uh, yeah and you have teeny, those shorts i do Johnny. have shorts like that and this teeny tiny tight ass orange tank and his accent is so weird it's crazy you know what it's it sounds like he's talking he speak. he is mexican yes but it sounds like he's speaking spanish with an accent like an like an american accent and i think this is an accent that is popular or common in uh the yucatan Pe- peninsula because if you think about Curse of the Ishtabai and you remember when they spoke Spanish, it had a, a tilt, a lilt of some sort in it too. There's almost an indigenous... <sighs> Shit. Hold on. Hold on. It's going to kill me. Solamente la buena voluntad. Por pronto no hay ni café. Que no se quenen en el so this guy comes up to Colorado and he says, hey, someone just arrived by plane to use the yacht. So you need to get over there. Meanwhile, Steve has been told by his sister to take three months rest and to go use the yacht of some family friends. The family friends are not going to they're not on this yacht. So he should just rest there for three months. This plane that landed that Colorado was just told about is Steve's plane landing, like literally a seaplane landing on, on the, the water. water. And it lands right by this big, beautiful yacht, which happens to be called Tiger Shark. Colorado greets him. He brings Steve aboard and Steve gives Colorado money to go buy supplies, a.k.a. booze and a lot of it. All the booze. Later that night, Steve, first of all, wearing the best beachy outfit. It's just so like great. little white short shorts, the cutest kind of button down shirt. But button down of only the bottom three buttons. The bottom one, so it's full chest, chest out. out. So he and Colorado are unloading booze, and Colorado asks if he can use the little motorboat that comes with the yacht. Right. And Steve is like, sure, but only if you take me shark hunting with you. Oh, boy. So the next day, we're out in the open water hunting sharks, and Colorado has a bunch of dead sharks already on the line. To his fishing line. He drags one up and smashes its head. This is real, by the way, everybody. They're clubbing it. Like, remember in the 90s when people were like, stop clubbing seals, and they would show horrible images of, like, people clubbing seals over the head? It's the same fucking mierda, except that instead of a seal, it's the head of a shark. It's so awful. So they fucking club this shark, and then as they're dragging up another shark, the Tintorera shows up and bites this other shark in half. Mm -hmm. It's a hammerhead, that shark. And Steve is like, killing these sharks, even though they're sharks, me da lastima. Prefiero asolearme viendo las tintoreras de la playa que andan en bikini. And then we cut to a saggy ass butt, dude. We fully cut to a saggy butt. We cut to the beach and we get a binoculars POV and it's Steve on his yacht spying on saggy bikini butt women everywhere. But he notices one sassy woman, Patricia. 
Later on, Patricia is sunning herself on the beach when an orange speedo-clad Steve walks up to her, and he's got this mesero with him with a tray full of drinks. All the drinks. Every he's like, drink you could possibly want. Hi, I am in uh, part of the hotel, and I'm here to give you a welcome wagon. Would you like a beverage? I got a vodka tonic. I got a fucking gin and tonic. I got a fucking zilla or whatever. Z- I got a, <laughs> a fucking beer. I got a Coke. I got a fucking whiskey. I got another thing. I got water. You want some water? I got water. water. <laughs> I got a fucking margarita. I got a daiquiri. I got a fucking de todo. Tenia. I was like, puta brother. Patricia picks a vodka tonic. Steve picks a margarita. Margarita, and then they get real sleazy with one another. He invites her to dinner aboard his yacht, and she accepts. Later that night on the yacht, we actually get this really fucking sexy 70s jam. Like, I wish I knew what song this was. I know what song it is. I'm talking Oh, I'm to, so glad. I'm talking too much about my baby by the Shantae sisters. Amazing. Shantae sisters. But spelled C-H-A-N-T-E-R, like Shantae, like French. Oh, cool. All right. Listen, that's some good trivia. So we get this <laughs> Shantae sisters sexy 70s jam. Steve and Patricia are on their date on the yacht. They're eating lobster, drinking champagne. Chucking bottles off the side of the boat. Why? Because you're dickholes. You fucking litter bugs. And then Patricia says, you know, this place really is made for lovers, which... <laughs> uh, Okay. And then they walk off and they make love. And then we see them post-sex with their butts out and it's tan line central Dude, out here. Dude, the thing I'm most jealous about in this movie are the tan lines. I There's something about a tan line that I'm like, oh, look, I have melanin. And uh, I mean, everybody in this movie looks sun-kissed and uh, healthy and like well-sexed and just like living a good life by the beach. Everyone always also has a fucking cocktail and is ready to eat a meal. I'm like, bro. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's like this movie is full vacation all the time. Absolutely. So now they're in love. They go scuba diving with this little torpedo thing that drags them around. It's lovely to see all these fish under the water. It's gorgeous. And they end up at these beautiful ruins. Steve says he thinks he's falling in love with her. And she says, is it love or just physical attraction? And he says he doesn't know. This So she gets pissed. Was very weird to me. Girl, yeah. you're the one that asked, bitch. Like, and also, I met you yesterday. Two seconds ago. So she goes off all pissed, and then it's the next day, and Patricia, she's on the beach with fucking gorgeous Miguel. Right. Okay, girl. So Steve is spying on her with his binoculars from the yacht like a creeper, and he gets in his little motorboat. He boats over to see what's going on with them on the beach. Steve and Miguel start fucking comparing dick sizes, and Steve throws a full sand punch into Miguel, like a fistful of sand into his face with a punch. Yeah. And then Steve, in a huff, gets back on his little motorboat. He goes back to the yacht. We cut to a romantic dinner with Susan, but now she's with Miguel. And she's talking to him about how she and... Wow. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Oh my god! Wow. Oh my god! Watch me have written Susan for the rest of my notes here. (laughs) Well, we're about we're gonna find out. There is no Susan, everybody. There There is only Patricia. No Susan. (laughs) Start again. So 
Patricia <laughs> is, t- is talking to Miguel about how she and Steven were falling in love after having known each other for Her four seconds. And outfit. Oh, this is a bad outfit, though. This is an awful outfit. Yeah, this is not a good beach She's outfit. She's wearing it's like you're sweating a under there. long sleeved dress, which is also like long skirted. It's down to the floor. Yeah. Plus a vest of the same fabric on top of that. Kind of like a dark and color, like kind of gray, not beachy whatsoever. I was like, girl, you gonna wear that to the fucking, like, I don't care if you're inside at a restaurant at a beach, don't wear that. No. Also, when you're trying to have like a romantic dinner with this handsome man, sí. honey. Por favor. So she also says, I have to leave soon enough, so we should make the most of a, of this, a.k.a. let's go back to my fucking place and do it yeah. right now. So it's the next morning, and a fully naked Priscilla. <laughs> Is her name Priscilla? No, it's Patricia, dude! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did you oh, write Priscilla? Everybody, I literally, <laughs> Susan, in the sentence above in my notes, down here, Priscilla. Oh my oh, god. Wow. Okay. Jesus I apologize. Christ. There is no Susan. Or Priscilla. There is no Priscilla. <laughs> there is only Patric- Patricia. <laughs> I'm so sorry, everybody. It's the next morning, and a naked Patricia is walking around. So clearly, these two had sex last night. We get a peek of Miguel. He's sleeping. His ass is out. He's fully ass naked, out. which I appreciate that they give us, you know, nudity on uh, from both male and female nudity. We def- I was like, okay. But we did definitely yell several times in, like, show us the dick. Where's show the cock the shot? So Patricia goes out for a skinny dip, and she is brutally attacked and eaten by the Tintorera, our first attack. And there is not nary a soul on the beach, and then fucking Miguel wakes up, and he's like, oh, I just had some lovely, lovely loving last balls night. Balls out. F- f- ass and balls out. He looks out to the sea. By this point, the Tintorera has dragged Patricia, yeah. Priscilla, Susan Gone. into the <laughs> ocean, and there's... There is nary a ripple, and he's like, great, she's gone. I don't got to fucking worry about it anymore. Where's my next lady? Also, Patricia, do not swim. Like, do you not know these things? Don't swim dawn or dusk. That's when those sharks are out That's there. That's when they Don't fucking do it. So later on, Steve arrives by his little motorboat to a restaurant where Miguel happens to be just hitting on any and all women. No, no, he's hitting on Kelly and Cynthia, the orange girl. So, yes, so he's sitting at a table with the orange truck women, and Miguel is like, hey, Steve, why don't you come sit with us? Like, let's be pals. And this is where we finally find out that their names are Kelly and Cynthia. Yeah. They all agree to meet up later that night. The girls head off. Hold on. Another thing that happened in this is Miguel has a huge monologue that he talks about smashing their beef, basically, mm-hmm. and how, like, I thought you were rich, and I thought you were bald, and I thought you were old, because that's what, you know, she was talking about, but, like, no, I saw you, and I thought, oh, I'm gonna bring you down by just, like, and then you punch me, and then it was, like, I fucked your lady, and then, but, you know, pretty sure she was thinking about you when you were, but whatever, and he's, and Steve is like, why are you telling me all this? He's like, this is my revenge. This is how we're smashing my beef. I'm just, we're, I'm just telling you, I banged your gal and it was chill. 
Now we're best friends. You're quickly learning as you watch, as you go through this movie, that this isn't a fucking shark movie. No. This is a movie about the relationship between these two men. Yes. And I think it's like a, not even veiled, it's a free love film. Like it's definitely like we are two dudes. We had a confrontation over a woman once and then we, it's not smash, it's squash. (laughs) Squash. Smash our beef. Yeah. <laughs> I had this, we, so we squashed our beef, and now we're ready to fuck anything and everything that moves together. The homoerotic undertones. Oh, my God. That, that have already begun. It's just like slowly just really starting to seep in. Like at this point, after Miguel has this whole moment being like, she was having sex with me, but she was picturing you. I'm like, were you also picturing him, Miguel? Is that what you're telling Hello. us? But Miguel lights Steve's cigarette in the most like romantic way. And I was like, when are these two going to start fucking in the sand? Yeah. They're getting closer, these two men. Now they're pals. We cut to dinner later that night with Cynthia, Kelly, Steve, Miguel, and the girls are straight up telling Miguel and Steve about the sexcapade in the orange truck, and everybody's laughing about it like it's just the most normal thing in the world. They all agree to go to Steve's yacht. So a little bit later, they're on the beach, they take their clothes off, and they swim to the yacht, and then once we're on the yacht, it's just naked drinking and dancing. Honestly, sounds like it looks like a great fun time. Like you're on a yacht by the beach, it's hot, you're drinking, it's like sounds fun. Yeah, but sure. It's... <laughs> not no. <laughs> I don't know, man. I I guess I'm not I you know, this movie I think proved to me that I'm a lot more of a prude than I thought I was. I mean, I could kind of be a prude too, but like just the thought of it being like if you're comfortable with these people, You know, like, seems like a fun time. I wouldn't have been comfortable with those people. I met them six hours ago and my bush is out? (laughs) (laughs) No, dude. That is no way. So Miguel has sex with Cynthia. I think that's Cynthia. Steve has sex with Kelly. And then it's the next morning. The women wake up and they literally just switch the men that they're having sex with for some morning sex. And Kelly is like... You go with Miguel. He's fantastic. And they literally just switch hammocks that are right Right next next to each each other other. for morning sex. Nothing like fucking two broads to become best friends. That solidifies it. Just a rampant sexually transmitted diseases. Oh, everywhere. There is no way that not every single person on that island is got crabs now specifically because of Miguel. That dick has been in every thing. Oh my God. So a bunch of inconsequential things happen and then we cut to Colorado dancing with some random lady on the yacht. Yeah. And there's a full so party going on. There's a full on. party. Cynthia and Kelly have invited this whole crew of strangers to party on the yacht and Steve is literally fast asleep He wakes up. He has no idea that there's a party. So he gets up, rightfully pissed. Yeah. And he's like, 
everybody get the fuck out of here, including you, Cynthia and Kelly. And the girls are like, wait, but meet our 90-year-old friend Cricket right over here. Who, you know, he, I, we invited him and all his pals to stay because they brought weed. And Steve is like, girl, no. your pussy is not that good that you can get just the f- bring invite people in onto your, my yacht. The whole goddamn island to be, get start no. fucking smoking weed on my yacht? Get the get fuck out, out of here. Of here. The next day, Steve is chilling on his catamaran, and Miguel fully slalom skis onto the catamaran. What is, what is it? Sl- like one, isn't that a slalom, just one ski? It's not two skis, it's just one? I didn't know that that was a slalom? Slalom, I believe. Oh, girl, watch me be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's called I slalom skiing. never heard that before in my life. <laughs> it's actually really cool to see this like beautiful shot. It's gorgeous. Yeah. It's literally like, come visit us. Look what you can do here yeah. at Isla Mujeres. Later that night, Miguel and Steve are chilling at a beach bar, and Miguel tells Steve... I want to take you snorkeling to this cave. The next day, we cut to them on a motorboat heading to this little snorkel spot. Here we go. Oh boy, here we go. So Miguel loads up. He loads up a spear gun and they head into the water and they spear a bunch of fish. And if you're a fisherman, this might be delightful for you to watch, but I fucking hated this. I mean, we don't know what they did with the fish, but True. I mean, I've watched Brad Leone from fucking Bon Appetit go spear fishing in Hawaii, but then right afterwards he cooks the fish. every fish and octopus that yeah. they hunt. So like if that's sustainable and good, pero estos brothers están matando tiburones y haciendo toda la mierda como les vale verga. They're just like fucking doing it for fun. It just gets worse because while they're down there, a shark comes cruising by just being like, hey, what's going on over here? So they shoot this shark for real and you just watch this beautiful animal bleeding all over the place. This is the first like shark death we see on screen <sighs> and it's particularly awful because it fully like turns belly up and is like falling to the bottom of the sea and it's just it and there's blood the blood coming out of the gills (gasps) that is is what is particularly awful yes it's it's and we see it several times where the blood just it's and it's not just like little bit it's like fully gushes out of the gills it's awful it's the worst fucking thing yeah so literally the next day, they go out and they do it all again. Same they thing. They kill a bunch of fish and murder a bunch of beautiful sharks. And this is what I said to you as we were watching this. This is a horror movie for sharks. Yeah. Not about sharks. <laughs> no, like it's for sharks. Sharks, when they're like, I want to go to the, to the movies and see something scary, Tintorera is like, the exorcist for sharks. Absolutely. Because fuck. It's not, it's fucking a home invasion horror film for them. Exactly. Yes. It's a fucking <laughs> home invasion horror film for sharks. Dude. Oh, it's the worst. So, okay, later on, our shark murderers are at a restaurant and they're just staring at a blonde woman who's minding her own business at a separate table and they decide to go and sit with her. And she's like, well, I was waiting for a gentleman, but it seems that two have arrived. I've been nobody. Nobody has. I'm sorry. The accent I can't do, but it's just like this weird. It's like a continental. It's all. It's all ADR. Yeah, yeah. Also, I just, I just want to say, Patricia 
is never mentioned again. Bye, girl. That Who bitch cares? died. Miguel yeah. said, se fue y aquí nos quedamos. And you're just like, okay. <laughs> Nobody, there, nary a cop comes looking for <laughs> nope. her. Nothing. That bitch is Did dead Did she pay her hotel bill? Like, vale what's going no, on? They, they literally were like, too bad. Yeah, sucks for you. I mean, I could, I thought her name was Susan, and then I thought it was Priscilla. Susan, so clearly, Priscilla, Patricia. I don't care. <laughs> so... They're at this uh, woman's table, this blonde woman. We discover her name is Gabriela. 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 And she's here looking for fun. Mm. And so they're like, well, we're shark hunters. And excuse me, I beg to differ. You are shark murderers. And also, you're a gigolo and you're a guy who just had a fucking mental breakdown. You are not shark hunters, you dickholes. So a while later, they walk back to Gabriela's hotel room. Love her look. Oh, she looks great. She's got... White bell bottoms and like one of those Love like the bell bottoms banda- bandana tube tops, if you will, where it looks like somebody just grabbed a bandana and tied it around her boobs. It looks so fucking again. Great. The looks in this movie Tan. give them all to me. Me too. So they walk her back to her ho- to her hotel room and they invite her to go murder sharks the next day. <laughs> And she's like, great, love to, let's go. Well, she doesn't know. They say, let's go fishing. Yes, to give her the benefit of the doubt. She does not know. So the next day, we're out murdering sharks again with Gabriela. Gabriela. Her name's not Gabriela, it's Gabriela. (laughs) Gabriela. So she's like swimming around. She's watching them. Steve and Miguel kill a lot more sharks. And it does not get easier to watch. It gets worse because the water is literally cloudy with shark's blood. Yeah. And Gabriela in the boat, and uh, she sees them kill one and she swims back to the raft. And she's like, you guys are fucking monsters. You're out of your fucking mind. What do you think you're fucking doing? And they're like, hold on. Gotta go back down there and kill another and do it 13 again. sharks. Now, I read an article that I'll talk about in trivia stuff, but I don't think she's saying, because she's like, you're crazy. I can't believe you do this for a living. I don't think she's pissed at them for killing sharks. I think she's like, you're crazy for putting yourself in danger like this. Oh. It has nothing to do with her caring about the sharks. So the Tintorera shows up and Miguel freaks out. And they swim and so they, back to the they boat. They swim back to the boat And Miguel says, you don't play around with a tiger shark. You have only one shot. And if you miss, you're lost. So it's later that night. And this is why I think she doesn't fucking care that they kill sharks. Because she's literally, Gabriela is on the yacht with them. Yeah. The men are sitting around betting who she's going to sleep with first. And out comes Gabriela. Oh, the dancing. She does the weirdest dance Oof. I've ever seen. It's like a little hand flip here and like a flap over there and like a, a hair flip. It's like <laughs> a it's flip like a, and a flap and a flip. A flap and like it. I wish I could show people, but it is just dance as awkwardly as you possibly can and you nailed it. You know what it is? Tell me, it's please. A, it's a light version of. Of Elaine from Seinfeld dancing, totally, but more not like as more like flippy floppy. It's not as less intense. angular. Yes, <laughs> it's a little smoother, if you will. Yeah. But it's definitely Elaine esque. So she comes out flipping and a flopping, and she's like, "I love to dance <laughs> to this music," and she starts to flippy flop dance with Steve. But as she's dancing with him, she kind of stares awkwardly over Steve's shoulder at Miguel. Yeah. Hmm. 
So it's the next morning, and Miguel and Steve are butt-ass naked, and they go skinny dipping with Gabriella. So it seems that the three of these have been fucking all night. Okay, so we have a shot of Steve making naked breakfast. Where he's yeah. got in, a in uh, his he's got an little apron, apron over mm-hmm. his, and but his bare ass is his out. His butt is out. Yeah, we do get a dick shot of fucking uh, Miguel who is uh, wiping down dishes, and she is just reveling in it. She looks over one lover over here, look over here, another naked lover. I mean, both these guys look great. I would have been like, this is a dream come true. And so she's <laughs> there. Fucking Steve is like, what do you want for breakfast? Do you want boiled eggs? You want fried eggs? Whatever. She's like, I want scrambled. And then fucking Miguel's like, me too. And then <laughs> that one goes, an omelet for three. And then we get the montage of them water skiing in threes and then scuba diving in three and then i feel very lucky with my two lovers also if we had not gotten at least one cock shot in this film i would have been pissed yeah we deserve a cock shot for all we've been through even that dick shot was not even that great i mean because it's, it's a very it's way fast. too fast it's like it's like blink and you'll miss it but yeah. thank you adrian garcia i believe is the guy's Correcto. name for you know you showing know showing us, us your, your bod i just have to say though we are an hour and 15 minutes into this film it's insane okay so <laughs> 10 days pass Steve asked Miguel and Gabriela to live with him on the yacht. Uh-huh. And Miguel says, oh, Gabriela, and I thought you'd never ask. We're the perfect triangle. Later that night, they're all like cuddling together on the yacht. And Gabriela says, musketeers, I'm laying down the rules. She's not British, but this is just how I picture this woman. Musketeers. And she says, musketeers. It's so bad. <laughs> Number one, at no time do any of us get jealous. Number two, there shall be no other women because I'm enough for both of you. Mm. Number three, most important, if there's any indication of love, then the triangle is terminated. Musketeers, one for two and two for one. And she smooches them both. And the only thing I could think of was, now you guys kiss. (laughs) Kiss. Yeah. What the fuck? Why are you you guys not kissing like you're breaking down all these barriers fucking kiss yeah so they go to some ruins they take all these cute pictures together we give we get this singer who is giving me full barbara that is also and, uh, Sha- the shante sisters oh they sound great yeah and my fave moment of this was this like sudden close-up and zoom out of i think this woman must have just been like walking around and they're like want to be in a movie <laughs> And her little bangs. She's got a tiny little strip of bangs. And, she and she's looks, so happy. She's like, I'll take a picture of these guys. <laughs> and so she takes uh, a picture of this thruple. And in this final picture, as they're posing, Gabriella's in the middle of them. And Miguel has his arm around her and around Steve. And, she, and he gives Steve this very loving squeeze. And I was like, I see you giving him that squeeze. I didn't see that at all. I was like, I see that love. Well, you also have your your gay eyes My on My gay, gay agenda. Things. Yeah. <laughs> the world is gay. So. <laughs> okay, speaking of gay thing. Okay, just happy Pride, everybody. It's June. Yeah, happy, happy Pride. Pride. Uh, my God, so, we're here. We're queer. Get we're used to it. Dead used. To, what was? What is it that you said? We're here. We're, <laughs> we're gay. We're here. We're gay. Get used to it. <laughs> 
So speaking of gay things, let's talk about this next scene. So Miguel and Steve are walking along a pier with a bunch of booze to take back to the yacht. And Steve says, sometimes when I'm in bed with you and Gabriella, I freak out because I think we're crossing the line. And Miguel says, well, you're probably falling in love with Gabriella. And if you are, I'm gone, man. No problem. Don't worry about it. But I was like, is Miguel digging here? Like, what is he What is he trying to get out of Steve right now? Mm-hmm. Again, this is my gay agenda. But, <laughs> but Steve says, no, that's not it. When I see you with her, I don't feel jealous. I like what you do together. And that's what scares me. Which I was like, so you're terrified of being gay or you're latent homosexuality or something. You're burying something underneath here. But then we get these quick close-up shots of their faces back and forth and back and forth like close-up very shots. close and they're just like beaming at each other they look beautiful these men oh and they put just, a like... filter on this camera and like particularly mira este una de las pocas veces uh-huh. que the beard is not my favorite agreed it's the trim of the beard. I think it's the trim and also the fact that it's very blonde and it like kind of does like flesh beard uh, situation. Yeah, especially with la- with that much sun on yeah. the beard. It's going to get light. It's yeah. very light. So it's very, a very rare t- moment for me to be like, I prefer the non-beard. But also, Adrián García Miguel is... So fucking beautiful. This man is... This close-up shot of his face and his smile is like white and straight and his eyes are like deep-set but blue-green-esque and he's got a strong brow and like curly, beautiful hair and it's just... He is mesmerizing to look at. And also like... Right after these close-ups that happen that are very beautiful and you're just like, is this gay? What is this gay moment? Like, are you in love or what? Like, and that you're smiling and it's like, it's almost like Miguel understands like, oh, you are having feelings for me, Steve. But then they get into their little lancha because they were grocery shopping. So they go into the lancha and Miguel says something in the way of she's just showing us that she's into that her free love way. Mm -hmm. Very 70s. Very 70s. Pero that line of when I watch you guys, I'm not jealous and that's what scares me the most. It's like, are you afraid of releasing your like inner freak? Is that what's scary to him? Well, maybe. Maybe these men are not gay. Maybe they're not. And that's fine. Bye. To- yes, bye. Another thing that I thought was, well, maybe Steve just fucking likes to watch. And there's no shame in that, dude. Like, if that's your thing, d- Bro, watch. Watch a fucking thing. dude fuck your because lady. They're, if they're into... <laughs> <laughs> Because they're clearly into it, too. Like, Miguel and Gabriela, like, are clearly into this, too. But what remains is the fact, like, take out the gay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Take out the gay. And even though they're in a thruple, the main relationship here is not about Gabriela. It's about these men. And I think what is frustrating about it is that we get such clarity like literally we get rules from fucking Gabriella there's so, there's clarity there but we don't get clarity with 
Miguel and Steven. True. Yes. Like it's there's never a moment where you're they're like, and when we make love, it's the three of us making love. It's not I'm watching and waiting my turn or like like what's the logistics? Are are several dicks going there, in several holes? Is there holes? a DP situation is, going yes, on? Yes. Are is there a dick and a mouth and a dick and a butt? <laughs> like what's what? Is, right. Right. Whose butt is the dick in? You yeah. know, like <laughs> exactly. So you know, Tintorera, we have oh my questions God. about where the dicks and the butts and the pussies. Where where this, is it all going? This episode is rated NC seventeen. The okay. dirtiest. So, all right. So after we have this little pier scene where they're staring lovingly into each other's eyes. So beautiful. We get we get another interesting scene where Steve and Miguel are kind of talking like Latino male macho sexuality. Yes. And they're like, men usually fight over women, but Steve, you and I are starting... I can't remember which one of them said it, but I think it was Miguel. And he's saying, we are starting something new by sharing a woman and not fighting over her. We are not rivals. Yeah, and that's Miguel because Steven says, we are both friends that happen to like the same things yeah and it's like and he says okay you you taught me how to be this way miguel and miguel is like and you learned quickly bro yeah it's so it's honestly like in this terrible fucking movie you have this thing that i'm like i'm perplexed it's very open to being polyamorous and to being uh, swingers and to being which i appreciate i am very much a a jealous monogamous person so it seems crazy to me (laughs) but not in a way where i think it's offensive like girl get it if you're getting two dicks at once are you kidding me gabriella is living a dream right now she is so happy enough so that she comes in she's wearing this fun lavender outfit oh i love she, this look. This was my gorgeous favorite Gorgeous look. look. So great. She sits on Steve's lap and he asks her what she thinks of all this. And she says, I just think about today filled with love. I have one love divided into two. So she's just living her life. Yeah. So later on, oh my God, it just gets even more weird. So later yeah. on, they're, they're around a dinner table. They're all, they're having this romantic dinner, the three of them. And they are saying salut. They're doing a cheers for their anniversary. And Miguel says, it's been one month since we met and three three weeks since we got married. Yeah, what? That is, what? it's never referenced before. It's never re- referenced after. It is a sentence that is thrown into the atmosphere and you're just like, okay, well, I'm accepting this now. Like, If you say what? so. And then Gabriella pulls out a present. Three rings, uh-huh. one for each of them. So they all put their rings on, they hold hands, they smooch. And then it's later that night and Steve and Miguel are sitting under the stars together very romantically. And here comes Gabriella, and she says, I want to have a child. Girl. Where did you go from being like, like literally earlier today, you said, I'm just having fun. I don't want to think about the end. And now you want to have a child with these men? Girl. So they all laugh heartily about this. And she says, all right, let's go to bed. And they go off and try to make a baby, I guess. The next day, our thruple heads back to the caves where they keep murdering sharks. 
we see this beautiful manta ray swimming by which one of them, I, I can't tell who it is because they've got their like full scuba gear or snorkel gear on. Yeah. One of them holds on to the fucking thing and rides it, which That's is just awful. fucked. Uh, they go into a cave and this was the only scare for me and I'm going to say you too because we both <laughs> screamed because a big fish pops out real quick and we both screamed. He goes that was in, it. <laughs> he goes into touch and it looks like, like rock, coral, whatever. And then that fucking big ass black fish fish come swimming out and we literally were like what (laughs) (laughs) the only scare so they just keep murdering sharks but thankfully here comes the tintorera because hello everybody remember this is a shark movie yeah it starts to go forget for gabriella who is swimming but miguel comes in to save the day he misses his shot and remember you get one shot that's it lost it attacks him and this fucking tintorera (laughs) tears him in half Bits. Just we see legs like falling to the like, bottom of the sea. in half. Yeah, like guts his lower attached half. to his lower half. <laughs> and then like just uh, so much blood. It keeps oh swimming. And then we see just a head. The head in, in its mouth. The shark's mouth. And then the shark goes back for the legs. Also, there are no fake sharks in this movie, which is cool, but also really, really unfortunate because they kill a lot of real sharks. But yeah. this attack, I was like... Damn. Yeah. It looked cool. It did. It really did. The guts and the uh, by the legs were horrible. The head and the mouth? The awesome. head and the mouth. Love it, it. It falls down to the bottom of the sea and a little <laughs> fish goes and takes a bite and then swims away. Yeah. I was like, Ew. fuck. So Steve and Gabriela, they get back on the lancha on their little boat. They're freaking out. Distraught. They head back to the yacht. Gabriela packs up her shit and she leaves. She She's like, do this I gotta go, which makes me feel Bye. like maybe she loved Miguel more than she did fucking poor, totally, poor Steve. Which honestly, who wouldn't? Because oh, goddamn, I mean, whew, those eyes, that <laughs> smile, that bod. <laughs> so Steve has vowed revenge. So he and Colorado go out in search of the shark, and we see that Steve has straight up caught. Five sharks. It's a shark graveyard down there. And while he's in the water, he notices a tiger shark on the line. It's not the tiger shark, but he's like, still got to kill it. So they drag it up and they smash it on the head over. Even Colorado is like, okay, calmate, brother, puta, que ya, ya, ya no, ya está muerta, calmate. Again, real sharks, people. Fucked. So that night. Steve, he's solito. He goes to a bar where everybody's fucking making out everywhere. And there's a dancing guy. I love the dancing guy. And we see that old ass 90 year old cricket is there making out with this poor woman. And these two rubias arrive. These two blondes arrive. They sit with Steve, who is a total stranger to them. And then old ass cricket comes up and he invites the rubias and Steve to a party at the Amaca Hilton. Mira. Este Esteban, Steve, uh-huh. his fucking lover, best friend person just died. His fucking other lover just peaced the fuck out. And he is yeah. ready to fuck again. Remember at the beginning of this movie when his sister and the doctor and everybody told him, you need to rest, honey? Yeah. You're not resting. No. Rest. How about you lie down in your yacht for a week, huh? Yeah, just like, don't talk to anybody. Just reflect, drink some water, eat some healthy food, and don't fucking do anything. Hello? So Cricket, old ass Cricket, comes up and he's like, I'll trade you the two rubias you're sitting with for Kelly and Cynthia, who, by the way, will be at the Amaka Hill the party tonight, and uh, all will be forgiven. I'll forgive you for, you know, kicking me off your boat when I Fuck wasn't even you, fucking 
fucking it. invited. You old ass fuck with your bowl haircut. <laughs> Get out of here. So later on, Steve arrives at this party with the blondes, the Ruias, and then Kelly and Cynthia see him. They're so happy to see him. They run up and they do a triple kiss. Oh my God. (laughs) Again, this movie is about polyamory. And then it's later that night and Steve, Cricket, that fun dancing dude, the Ruias, Cynthia, Kelly, who, by the way, he starts to go swimming and you just don't see him him again. again. Tintorera, maybe he got bored. Who knows? Like he's vale verga. He's like, I'm going to go fuck this lady I was dancing yeah. with. <laughs> so they're all walking along the beach, and they decide to skinny dip to the boat. So they're all out in the water naked, and then here comes the Tintorera. As Steve is making out with Cynthia, the shark comes in. He's holding Cynthia in, her, in his arms. It takes a full bite out of her, and he's, like, trying to help her. It literally comes back, and you see this. Like, he's holding her, and it pulls Pulls. her out of his arms. Dude. I don't know how they did this. I don't know how they did this either. I was like, who the fuck? He's in there with the shark. Is that an actual I mean, in my mind, I'm like, everything else was an actual shark. How the fuck did they do this? I have no idea. Either they put a stunt double with a funky wig and a beard on there, and they were like, here, hold, hold this huge chunk of bleeding... Animal, que se yo, y que vino la, la chochada y lo agarró, pero puta. It's really horrifying. There's blood yeah, everywhere. everywhere. The shark is chomping on Cynthia. Everybody swims back to shore. And then we cut to a hospital, and Steve tells Colorado, who is there, and a doctor, I'm going to kill that shark. <laughs> the doctor the doctor's like, um, head on over in the afternoon to the marine uh, whatever so that you can give your statement. <laughs> Fucking Steven is like, Esta tarde no puedo, doctor. Tengo que matar ese animal. It's like, Close up. I'm busy in the afternoon. <laughs> I can't go give my statement yet. So, literally, the next scene, Steve goes and again murders a bunch of sharks. And we do get a quick, oh God, this fucking scene. This scene. We do get a quick scene of fishermen out in the water trying to catch the tintorera. And Okay, there's a live sea turtle that they slash open to bleed into the water to lure the shark. As bait, yeah. It's one of the worst things I've ever seen. We literally couldn't look at the television. We were like, no, like screaming with our heads turned. And it was the kind of thing where I was watching it at first and I was like, what is that? Yeah. And then you realize what it is and you're like, oh my God, I don't want to see that. Yeah, it's awful. They catch a shark. They smash it over the head, and then one of the fishermen falls in, and I think the Tintorera eats him. But I honestly can't be sure because we cut away. Just want to say that uh, uh-huh. the fishermen that say that hor- that kill the fucking sea turtle, whatever, when they see the fucking shark coming in, one of them says, Esa está buena para empanadas. And I thought it was one of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever heard in my life. Uh, delicious. Shark <laughs> empanadas. No, gracias. So, no, thank you. And so we're back on board the yacht. Colorado arrives. He brings Steve some fancy spears. And then it's later that night. And Steve goes out snorkeling in the dark looking for the Tintore. Not at night, you fucking idiot. Ridiculous. So he finds that beautiful manta ray that we saw before. He shoots it for no reason. Then we just have to watch it bleed and die. Again, the blood through the gills, which is so fucking awful to see. I assume... He did it to lure the Tintorera. It was bait, yeah. (gasps) Okay, we're almost done. (laughs) So here comes the Tintorera, I guess, lured by the blood from the beautiful manta ray. It comes for Steve. 
He shoots at it as it rams into him. I guess he shot it because we see it bleeding out of its gills. Again, a real shark. It rolls over and it dies. We see Steve's flashlight floating to the bottom of the ocean. The screen gets swirly and blood red. We hear, I'm assuming, another Shantae song because it's like this weird. It's the same Shantae song that played before. From the ruins. Yeah. And then the final shot is Miguel, Gabriela, and Steve at the ruins. Fiend. That is the end of our movie. Did Steve die? Well, this is interesting because I read that there is another ending with Steve in the hospital after this missing an arm like he survived. But I prefer the ending. I'm going to say he dies because I prefer that ending because fuck this guy. Yeah. So, yes, he dies. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, uh, my God. Okay. So that is the end of our film. Amazing. Let's get into some trivia. Why don't you go first? I will. I love Isla Mujeres. I have been to it. I have visited it. It is absolutely gorgeous. I have sh- I have swam with tiger sharks. Not tiger sharks. <gasps> whale sharks. Sorry. Girl. I was like, are you kidding me? No, 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 no. With whale sharks. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, I've swam with whale sharks out there. And I've swam with fucking manta rays, which is amazing oh. and beautiful and one of the wow. most magical experiences of my life. The water is absolutely that color. It is one of the most gorgeous places to visit. You must. But it's also obviously very touristy because it's been around sure. for a really long time. But it's a great day trip, too. Like, if you go to Cancun, you can take the ferry in the morning and then ferry at night. And then there's a guitar player on the ferry that plays a song. You can buy a snack and fucking hang oh, out. That sounds great. My cousin, Gabriela, it was her 50th birthday, and that's, we rented a fucking little Airbnb. It was the best ever. Lovely. So, how about we learn about Isla Mujeres? Yes. Isla dash mujeres.net which is basically the website of the island says Isla Mujeres is a beautiful peaceful paradise just across the Bahia de Mujeres from Cancun, Mexico Isla Mujeres is more laid back and tranquil than Cancun but it doesn't mean there isn't plenty to do it just means you can do nothing at all or fill your day with water sports, shopping exploring and making new friends in that special atmosphere that is Isla Mujeres (laughs) Known for be- In this movie, everybody made new friends. Absolutely. <laughs> Very close friends. <laughs> Known for beautiful white sand beaches, calm, crystal clear turquoise waters, and the friendliest locals in the Mexican Caribbean. Isla's diversity from the fishermen, artists, and musicians to divers, chefs, and expats make up a community unlike any other. With the beauty of the Caribbean, the heritage of the Mayans, and the easygoing charm of the people, Isla Mujeres has become a haven for people all over the world. So some things to look for in Isla Mujeres that it's known for is the beaches, obviously. Playa del Norte is their biggest beach. Um, It is crystal clear and just like the water isn't very deep for a long time, so it's... Lovely. Walk out, walk out there and swim for hours. It's great. So nice. There is um, the Musa Underwater Sculpture Museum, which is an innovative project designed to counteract the effects of climate change on our oceans and reef systems. Oh. The sculptures change over time as coral grows and marine life establishes itself. And all the statues are statues of women. So you're you basically scuba dive, and it's just like 
you're underwater with a bunch of like overgrown woman statues. It's so fucking beautiful. Never been, Whoa. but I've seen a lot oh. of videos and pictures. Uh-huh. There's the Garrafon Park, which is like it's like a big cliffside and like it has como que se dice when you're on that fucking line and you like fly oh zipline zipline and shit like that so some history and folklore about isla mujeres is isla's history dates over 1500 years when it was part of the maya province ekab the island served as the sanctuary for the goddess ishel the maya goddess of the moon fertility medicine and happiness The temple was located at the south point, where the ruins we saw. The temple was located at the south point of the island and was also used as the lighthouse. The light from torches was shown through the holes in the walls, which would be seen by the navigators at sea. The Maya also came to the island to harvest salt from the salt lagoons. Recently, the National Institute of History and Anthropology announced the discovery of Mayan ruins and pieces of various materials in Mundaca Hacienda that was uh, started by a fucking pirate. Whoa, cool. There's evidence of five Mayan buildings, one of which could be the true temple of the goddess Ixel and the South Point ruins simply a lighthouse. The National Institute of History and Anthropology also found and is holding over 100 pieces of obsidian, jade, and human (gasps) skeletons and (gasps) skulls. Cool. Isla Mujeres remained a sanctuary until it was discovered by Francisco Fernández de Córdoba in 1517. Legend has it that the only inhabitants of the island were the priestess of Ichel and her court of women. <gasps> Scattered around were numerous gold, silver, and clay statues of Ichel, and so the island got its name, Isla Mujeres, the Island of Women. Wow. Isla's strategic location, plus the protective waters of the lagoon Macaques, made a perfect refuge for pirates and buccaneers. It was from the Yucatan that the Spanish transported massive amounts of gold to Europe, and the pirates took advantage of the opportunity to blunder the merchant ships. Legend has it that they kept their women here while they went out plundering, another reason why it's called Island of Women. Ooh, wow. Infamous pirates such as Henry Morgan and Jean Lafitte walked the shores of Isla. Captain Jean Lafitte was rumored to have made Isla Mujeres his base toward the end of his life. There are many different accounts how, when, and where Jean Lafitte died and where his body lies. Some say that he was killed by a Spanish warship out at sea, but his biographer Jack C. Ramsey in his book quote, Jean Lafitte, Prince of Pirates, wrote that Lafitte died on Isla Mujeres in 1826 from dengue fever, which I've had, and it's awful. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, my. Last thing I want to say, some of the best food I've had was when I was in (laughs) Isla Mujeres. You know I got to talk about the food. (laughs) Hell, yeah. (laughs) And so it says here, uh, for such a small island, Isla Mujeres is a foodie's paradise. There is something for everyone, American, Mediterranean, Italian, French, Asian, and of course, Mexican, Mm. and the freshest seafood you can get. Dishes like ceviche, grilled shrimp and lobster, and an ancient Mayan dish called tiquinchic, which is, which my cousin Gabriela and I had Uh at this little, like, sand floored restaurant like it's water sand tables on top and Uh, we asked the waiter we're like and they're like you need to try the tiki cheek Uh 
And we're like, okay. And what it is is a whole fish marinated in achote, which is a mild red chili sauce, if you will. And then it's grilled on an open fire. And when I tell you, so good. Once we had that, it's every time we went to go to a restaurant, that's all we fucking got. It was <laughs> so fucking good. Oh, uh, that's the best. Just so to good. eat. Oh, my gosh. So delicious. So delicious. So that's a little bit about Isla Mujeres. Please go. Yeah. It's so beautiful. So what is polyamory? <laughs> Let's go there. Wikipedia.com says polyamory, which comes from the Latin word poly, which means many, and Latin word amor, which means love, Mm -hmm. is the practice of or desire for intimate relationships with more than one partner, with the informed consent of all partners involved. Mm -hmm. People who identify as polyamorous may believe in an open relationship with a conscious management of jealousy and reject the view that sexual and relational exclusivity are necessary for deep, committed, long-term loving relationships. Others prefer to restrict their sexual activity to only members of the group, a closed polyamorous relationship, which is usually referred to polyfidelity. (gasps) So that's what these three people, from at least from one of the rules that What's Her Dick was talking about. That is a closed group. Yeah. Polyamory has come to be an umbrella term for various forms of non-monogamous multi-partner relationships or non-exclusive sexual or romantic relationships. Its usage reflects the choices and philosophies of the individuals involved, but with the recurring themes or values such as love, intimacy, honesty, integrity, equality, communication, and commitment. Hmm. So some of the stuff that I found on IMDb about La Tintorera is obviously the fishing scenes were not simulated and the fish were actually killed. And if anything, director Ramon Cardona Jr. is known for, or I should say infamous, for his predilection for cruelty towards animals while filming. Oh, God. Live sharks were killed during the filming of the Tintorera. A cat was thrown over a wall (gasps) in his film Night of a Thousand Cats. And live birds were thrown through windows to film the bird attack scenes (gasps) and Beaks the movie. Oh, That little section is from Wikipedia. Maybe we should avoid those movies. Oh, uh, yeah. We're not watching anything that this man I don't want to fucking watch that. No. So the English dub of in theaters and on video actually did feature the voices of Susan George and Fiona Lewis, who played Susan, Priscilla, Patricia, and... um, And uh, what's her Gabriella. name? Gabriella. Mm-hmm. However, the dub was later lost to history, and and a oh. new one was created with American voiceover artists, which is the one that's used nowadays and on DVD and that we see. Mm-hmm. Quentin Tarantino paid tribute to this movie at the 8th Morella International Film Festival, showing a copy from his private collection. And I guess he based one of the names of the guys in Inglorious Bastards on the real name of Stephen, which is Hugo Stiglitz. As I was looking up this movie before I chose it as our next film, I was like, why does that name sound so freaking familiar to me? And that is why. That is why. So one of the girls at the end, 
that Stephen meets at the like they're the party gals after everyone the rubias the rubias is uh-huh. Priscilla Barnes, uh, who was unknown at the time, but she is famously the woman who replaced Suzanne Summers in Three's Company. Wow, uh, which people were <laughs> not too happy with. <laughs> Uh, and she also is in uh, Jane the Virgin oh. very more recently. Wow. And in a few other things, she's actually very, very popular. Still working. Good for her. Andres Garcia, who is our Miguel, is fully a soap opera star now. So much so that I saw a picture of him recently and I was like, I've definitely seen him in soap operas. Very cool. I couldn't tell you which ones, but <laughs> there you go. There are so many. Finally... Piece of shit, Rene Cardona Jr., the director, was born on May 11th, which is my fucking birthday. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> well, that sucks. Yeah. So uh, that's oh. my trivia. Love your trivia. Okay, so here is my trivia. The This is kind of silly, but Rene Cardona Sr. Mm-hmm. directed Santa Claus, which we covered no. on Uike Horror. Okay. Te, te lo Remember? juro, te lo juro. Yo dije, mm-hmm. ¿y por qué conozco este nombre? Yeah. I was like, René Cardona, René When Cardona. we were watching uh-huh. this movie, Eileen was like, we know this person. We know this person. It's not Junior. It's the father who directed Santa Claus. No wonder. I was like, I kept clicking on Wikipedia on Ramón fucking Cardona Jr. I was like, mm-hmm. nothing I see that he's made is something I know. What the fuck? Okay, that all makes sense now. (laughs) Okay, so let's get into this. This is from a website called andyoucallyourselfascientist.com. Wow, I love that title. Yeah, right? So this was written by LYZ Madness, Liz Madness. Quien sabe? Sure. I don't know if it's a woman, a man, uh, non-binary, whatever, but this person has written a lengthy, lengthy article slash review exploration of Tintorera, which I highly recommend you read. Cool. Because it honestly clarified a lot of things for me. We'll put it in the episode description so that you can read it. So they talk about the fucking shark murder all over the place, but they point this out. Perhaps the most unforgivable aspect of all this killing is that it was carried out with the full cooperation of the author of the novel on which the screenplay was based, Mexican marine biologist Ramon Bravo. Bravo was a documentarian, and he also hired himself out as an underwater cinematographer and as a shark wrangler to a number of film productions. I find it incredible that a professional biologist would lend himself to the production of films like the Yeah. Awful. Okay, now let's talk about like the different cuts of this film, because apparently there are a bunch. This is also from andyoucallyourselfascientist.com by Liz. Following its initial release in Mexico, Tintorera became known to the rest of the world in a severely truncated version, one that was even shorter in the U.S. than in Britain. Evidently, the U.S. distributors saw something in the film that they found even more offensive than the Brits found in Animal Killing. Which I was like, hmm, what did they find so offensive? The nudity? What could it be? Gay! (laughs) The gayness! (laughs) So these cut versions, 85 or 89 minutes long, were the only ones (laughs) commercial... Gay! (laughs) (laughs) They were the only ones commercially available until a restored print was released on DVD in 2006 as a 25th anniversary edition. 
it seems somehow oddly appropriate that this release not only miscalculated when the film's 25th anniversary actually was, but failed to deliver the uncut print it promised. On first release, like when it was released in movies, Tintorera was a mind-boggling 134 minutes long. I mean, what? Ours, ours was 2.05. Yeah, ours was long. So I think we saw the Desert Media release, which runs 126, 126 minutes, which, believe me, is more than sufficient, says Liz Madness. Yeah, girl. Still more incredibly, a 30th anniversary DVD release of Tintorera followed... But though it boasts of offering the complete restored film, online complaints indicate that it's the same cut, probably the same disc, in new packaging. It seems likely that the uncut print no longer exists. Oh, wow. So interesting about this movie is there's nudity everywhere. You literally see a dick. Yeah. But there are no sex scenes. Wow, that's true. But what this writer is suggesting is that possibly the sex scenes were cut, possibly scenes involving Miguel... Steve and Gabriella all together. Okay. And those are just gone. Wow. Anyway, I thought it was a very interesting article. Read it. Highly recommend it. Great job, Liz Madness. Now let's talk about the tiger shark. And this is from Wikipedia. The tiger shark is a species of requiem shark and the only extant member of the genus Galeocerdo. Sure. It is a large macro predator capable of attaining a length over five meters, which is fucking 16 feet, five inches. Holy fuck. Ooh. Populations are found in many tropical and temperate waters, especially around central Pacific islands. Its name derives from the dark stripes down its body, which resemble a tiger's pattern, but fade as the shark matures. Interesting. Oh. The tiger shark is a solitary, mostly nocturnal hunter. It is notable for having the widest food spectrum of all sharks, with a range of prey that includes crustaceans, fish, seals, birds, squid, turtles, sea snakes, dolphins, and even other smaller sharks. Dolphins. It also has a reputation of being a garbage eater, <laughs> consuming a variety of a Me variety too. of <laughs> a variety of inedible man-made objects that linger in its stomach, which remember in Jaws when they catch Ooh, that tiger shark yeah. and they cut it open thinking they're gonna find the little kitten or boy in there, but there's literally like garbage a, a license plate. Yeah. <laughs> Though apex predators, tiger sharks are sometimes taken as prey by groups of killer whales. Whoa. It is considered a near-threatened species due to finning and fishing by humans. God, mm. we're the worst. This fucking movie did the most of it. Yeah, that's this is where it started. The tiger shark is captured and killed for its fins, flesh, and liver. Several populations have declined where they have been heavily fished. Continued demand for fins may result in further declines in the future. They are considered a near-threatened species due to excessive finning and fishing by humans, according to International Union for Cons Conservation of Nature. Wow. While shark fin has very few nutrients, shark liver has a high concentration of vitamin A, which is used in the production of vitamin oils. In addition, the tiger shark is captured and killed for its distinct skin as well as by big game fishers, you fucking assholes. Yeah, you cocks. It's probably <sighs> Donald Trump Jr., you dick Ew, totally. In 2010, Greenpeace International added the tiger shark to its seafood red list, which is a list of fish commonly sold around the world 
and which have a very high risk of being sourced from unsustainable fisheries. Wow. So let's talk about tiger shark conservation because this fucking movie made me mad. (laughs) I recommend you check out the Nature Conservancy at nature.org where you can donate to the study and protection of tiger sharks. We'll add it to our uh, episode description. Absolutely. So it says under the description of what they do, in order to best protect tiger sharks... The Nature Conservancy is trying to learn more about this mysterious animal. To do this, TNC scientists are using data from two satellite-tagged sharks to better understand the extent of their migration, which I was like, it's very interesting. So I found another website called saveourseas.com. You can't donate here, but you can sign up for their newsletter to find out more stuff and... um, I found some information written by a woman named Andrea Bernard, and she's the project leader of this like tiger shark conservation project. Cool. And it says, the key objective of this project is to examine the genetic connectivity of tiger sharks across their global distribution. Understanding the genetic population structure of a species is essential for its proper management and conservation. If populations of tiger sharks are connected across broad ocean basin scales, then they need to be managed on a similar geographic scale. This would require the the cooperation and efforts of multiple government agencies across many countries. Conversely, if tiger sharks are made up of small isolated groups of animals, then each of these groups need to be managed independently to ensure their conservation, health, and persistence. Wow. So the more she learns about, like, I guess their migration and everything, she can either be like, we all need to work in this together, which, duh, we do, or let's get more specific and get, like, local in communities. That's what I'm gathering from yeah, here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You can also donate at donate.oceanconservancy.org and also donate to sealegacy.org where they focus on creating marine protected areas, sustainable fisheries, green ocean farming, marine permaculture, coral reef revitalization, yes. and empowering coastal women. Get it. Which I was like, hell Ladies, yeah. Ladies, save our seas <laughs> and our oceans. So that is my trivia. Lovely. How about I ask you some questions? Great, let's do it. Jonathan, were you scared? No. Were you? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> What was your best scare in this non-scary film? The fish in the cave. How about you? Mine was also the fish in the cave, but I'm going to give a scary shout out to just seeing the fish fucking getting, seeing that blood through the gills, not once, not twice, but several times. Several times. sharks and with the manta ray was just, it was very... That was horrifying. Awful. Yeah. Agreed. Who was your favorite character? Uh, none of these fucking assholes. So I'm going to give it to the Tintorera. Hey, I'm, I'm going to give it to the shark. I'm going to give it to the dancing guy. <laughs> Hell yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. He was having a fucking time of his life. He was just like, think, 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 think. Yeah. What was your best line? You know, this place really is made for lavas, <laughs> said by Susan slash Priscilla. Actually, Patricia. Patricia. <laughs> How about you? For me, I have two. One was, Es esta bueno para empanadas, just because I Hell love yeah. empanadas. But I think the one that made me laugh the most was, I feel very lucky with my two lovers. <laughs> gross. So- oh my, not gross. Not gross. And like, that's not gross. Uh, what I'm saying is just like, 
there were so many li- like honestly it's there just, were a lot of great lines in this movie because they're so stop bad saying lovers i mean i get it lovers is just a word that i'm like it's very rare to hear that word in a phrase and be like yeah that's good sometimes it works rarely does it. Can you imagine somebody like walking up and introducing the person next to them and be like, this is my lover. I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> Did you guys shower, please? please? Tell me you showered. I'm not shaking your hand. Yeah. What was the best death? I'm going to give this to Miguel. I've seen you kill too many sharks and I'm ready to watch you get torn to bits. So that's going to take it for me. Mine too was also Miguel, but m- for me it's because I just love his legs yeah. <laughs> floating down to the bottom of the sea and then the shark coming back for them. I thought that was like, hysterical. I'm going to eat these leggies too. Yeah. Plus the head. I We should give a quick shout out to Cynthia because that was horrifying Cynthia her getting was, ripped out of his arms and I, like Ooh. him getting pulled with her Oof. is crazy yeah. awful yeah fucked uh did you learn anything from this culture no me neither no and uh lastly what how many ooies do you give this movie i'm going to give this movie half an ooey wow look I loved the beach views. I love seeing Isla Mujeres. It is a dream come true. The clothes were fucking amazing. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed this interesting exploration of relationships and masculinity. Sexuality. You know, kind of like a sex positive deconstruction of machismo, kind of. You know what I mean? Pero the shark murder and the fucking manta ray being slaughtered is un- forgivable and the turtle the turtle don't even get me started so half an ooey an ooh that's all i'm giving this movie how about you i am giving it one star just because that's how much i love isla mujeres and the looks yeah the same thing for me it was the looks and the fucking ocean if you're if you want to like Fast forward any of that fucking sh- murder bullshit. Watch this movie to see a beautiful man in a speedo. Yes. Uh, a- another o- okay to look at man It'll in a do. speedo. It'll do. Pero <laughs> and some outfits, some seventy outfits, Oof. and then just that beautiful sea. I also. One of my dreams is to live on a boat, and I was incredibly jealous that he got to live on that fucking dope-ass boat. I would have loved to live on a boat like that. Um, So, yeah, one for me. That'll do. (laughs) Okay, well, let's hop back on the ferry back to the mainland and leave Isla Mujeres. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review us over here at Wikiorror. It helps us attain even more of listeners that want to know all about polyamory and uh, (laughs) where does the dick go and what butt? There's so many people that need to know. Um, There were a lot of options. So many. Please remember to follow us on social media at Uikiorror on Insta and Twitter. Follow our network Sonoro at Sonoro Podcast and don't be mean to sharks don't take care of them hurt save the sharks sharks they're, and the turtles they're scary and but the manta rays. just like don't swim in the in the dawn don't swim in the dusk you'll be fine don't swim alone don't swim alone buddy system always come on now come on <laughs> Uh, and please visit Isla Mujeres because it is so beautiful. You will not be sorry. It's so, Someday. so lovely. I'm going to eat some tiki ching. Is that it? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
damn it. I thought I had it. I, I've never had it properly when I was there, so I'm not even going to try Whatever. to say it. Um, <laughs> but that's not it. That's not it. And, uh... <laughs> Yeah, hey, Johnny, I fucking love you. I fucking love you, too. And we'll see you guys in la próxima semana. Adios. Adios.